Coming to you from self-isolation in Portland and Boston, it's Two Drunk Fans. Gab, what are you drinking? I am drinking an ice-cold Jack Daniels and Coca-Cola. Ooh, that sounds great. It is didn't it refreshing. Just, didn't it just snow in Portland, though? It, it did yesterday, and then uh, it, it was a snowstorm. Um, and today, the sun is shining. It is blue sky. Uh, the snow lasted all of probably two or three hours. Um, it was very Portland. So, yeah, I've been uh, uh, kind of running around. Um, I got my hairs cut, and um, I went to Tarjay to get some final provisions. But mm-hmm. now I'm bunkered, and I'm enjoying a ice-cold Coca-Cola with their best friend, Jack Daniels. Wow. Um, what are you drinking? Nothing, because I have to drive uh, right after we finish recording this, which is really sad for me, but, you know, we all gotta do what we gotta do, so I'm just having water. We're all supposed to be staying hydrated right now, so I'm doing my part. I did my part. I had three liters of water yesterday. Three liters? Dude, that's a lot of water. I have a one liter water bottle, and I filled it up three times. Nice. That's really nice. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're all supposed to be getting around two liters a day anyway, so. Yeah, I felt like I needed a little extra because um, just I was like anxiety water drinking yesterday. Mm, yeah. Uh, so, yes, Gab and I are recording this as we are practicing social distancing. Yes. I am holding up for the next, we've already been holed up for a couple days, and then I guess for the next week, ten days, maybe two, Um. I'm lucky enough that I already work from home, so I feel very privileged that it's not really disrupting my work. We know there are a lot of people out there for whom that it is really sucky right now. They're losing hours that they can't afford to. They need to pay bills. So, you know, we hope when you listen to this episode, it at least gives you a little bit of relief for like an hour. That's the goal. I mean, how do we how do we bring some levity to this situation? You and I... We don't know anything really about the medical side of this. Um, we don't, we're just responding to what health professionals are advising. Like my mom's like, yeah, seriously, wash your hands. Like wash your hands every 20 minutes. You touch a doorknob, wash your hands. Oh, okay, mom. <laughs> I mean, we are regularly sanitizing things that we touch regularly, like doorknobs. When I come back in, my little ritual is I clean off my phone and my wallet and then I wash my hands. For a minimum of 20 seconds with warm water, as we were instructed. Um, I'm really trying to cut down on the face touching, but I'm gay, so it's hard. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you attribute it to gay. I would attribute it to, like, you're a writer, or you're just a little bit of a ball of nerves. I also got a fresh haircut, um... All the sides around my head are, like, just about buzzed. So I keep wanting to, like, you know, the hair is very soft there. So I keep trying. And maybe it's not, it's not my eyes, nose, or mouth. So maybe that's okay. You can, you can touch your hair. Yeah. 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 Especially if you've, like, just showered. But if you come in from the outside um, and you are around people, I wouldn't necessarily touch your hair until you've taken a shower. Oh, yeah. Social distancing. Five feet Uh apart because we're in the middle of a pandemic. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was at the barbershop today, um, and there was an old guy in there. Like, everybody else was in our 20s and 30s, and there was an old guy. We all, like, kept our distance. Oh, Not no. because he's, like, infected, but, like, no, dude, yeah. we're the ones that are going to give it to you, man. Yeah, he's vulnerable. Like, we all yeah. got to look out for the most vulnerable members of our society right now. So he got his haircut in the furthest away chair. And mm. the rest of us, we were very, like, aware of, okay, hand sanitizer, that sort of thing. You know what I'm glad I don't have to deal with right now, though, is having children. Because can you imagine telling an eight-year-old, hey, don't touch your face? Like, I that's guess... that's all children that age love to do. They love touching well, their face and touching other things. Not only not touch your face or touch other things, but they're not going to school now. Yeah. Well, okay, so the only bit of relief here is that I think most schools were about to hit spring break. So at least a lot of parents were probably prepared to have the kids home for a little bit soon. It's the indefinite part of it that's probably going to be like, oh, you know, fucking hell. I need to get these kids out of the house somehow, but there's nowhere to go. I will say here, places you can go if you are lucky enough to live close to some kind of park or hiking trail, those are still probably great places to get out have some fresh air, but still be, you know, the correct distance apart from other people. Today I went out and had a great hike for a couple hours. I wouldn't recommend going to a park with a playground. No. Um, I don't think our communities are at the spot yet. Like our cities are at a spot yet where they're going through and disinfecting that stuff. But seeing what's happened over in China, in Japan. Italy. Um, Italy. Like there's going to be weeps of stuff going through i don't know man something i was thinking of this week is like can i get trained to be a like trash picker upper hmm you know what like, you're gonna are see are there jobs that that like normal civilian people could get trained to do to help out hmm maybe but you know what you're gonna see is like one determined parent out there with an enormous box of Clorox wipes, determinedly <laughs> wiping down the entire playset themselves because Junior is driving them crazy. Ugh. Okay. All right, all right, all <laughs> okay. right. So what does what does all of this mean for women's soccer? Right. So NWSL today released that they've suspended training through next weekend. So that means through March 22nd. Let's be real, all of preseason is probably suspended. Yep. Um, if people want to train on their own, that's probably the only thing that they're going to get to do. But going to a gym right now, it's a Petri dish. And then it is. being in gatherings of 25, 30 people at a time, also probably like, let's not do that. Like, if you're young and healthy, you're still going to get it. Like, yeah. Look at the NBA players. I'm not trying to panic people. Like, there, we all, there's only so much you can do. Well, and again, not to like what we're trying to do is not panic anybody, but I think once we all accept the reality that there is a big ass flu times 10 thing going around, we're probably going to get it. It's probably going to be around for a little while. We're going to be in this situation for a little while. It's like, what can we do to make it as least impactful as possible. Right. How can Social we help distancing, each other? And I think the NWSL is handling this really well. Um, I think they're in a benefit of the league. The league hasn't started. Right. The season hasn't started. They don't have to make tough calls about like, 
well, shit, do we do we just postpone games? Do we suspend season like some of the other leagues have? Yeah, no, not like an NBA game where people are running out there and being like, wait, 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 stop, 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 we can't play, and then like kicking everybody out of the stadium. I think realistically, they are going to have to delay the start of the season. Like mid-April, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen, kids. Um, so, you know what? You can be upset that you're missing out on something that brings happiness to your life and also understand at the same time it's a necessity. Like, both things can coexist. I don't think you're a bad person for being upset, like, oh, I'm going to miss out on sports. You know? It's the same thing with anything that makes you happy. You have a right to be upset. Like, I had Ali Wong tickets for April. <laughs> really good ones. And I'm a little bit peeved that it all got pushed back and can at the same time appreciate it's necessary. It's what we have to mm-hmm. do to keep each other safe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's necessary. It's uh, we all have to, in a sense, take one for the team over the next probably two to three months. And it's going to be something that we're all experiencing. It's not that any one of us is getting picked on or any one community is getting picked on because we're being denied this thing. Like we're trying to just minimize the impact of what this thing is going to be. Flatten the curve. Flatten the curve stretch it out as far as we can because lord knows we don't have a healthcare system that can support all of us being sick so i think uh there are some creative uh solutions i've seen uh go around on social media um i know a lot of people were tuning into the w league matches that happened over the weekend um i think it would be really cool if we could find some archive matches online kind of go through maybe our best or our favorite like 10 matches and coordinate like viewing parties here's my challenge to all the sports channels though there are no new sports essentially for the next month right there are no sports so now's the time for you to dig in your archives and start showing more women's sports that other people, you know, people might not have seen on its first showing. Replay the Women's World Cup, for God's sake. Dude, replay the whole fucking thing. I would rewatch that thing so fucking fast and I would live tweet the whole thing. Right. Now is your time to start showcasing women's sports when there's literally no other competition. It. Oh, man. Could you imagine? Could I think we can still watch it online, though. Like, it's not being broadcast on TV, but I think we can still access um, the World Cup on, what's that, Fox? Like Fox On Demand? I think so. That would be cool. Like, I'm just saying, we should should just, you know, set set times, create our own, like, schedule and our own hashtags for this thing and just fucking dance. Yeah. Uh, so here's a question I have for you. Let's say NWSL does get pushed back to like a May-June start date. Do they try to extend the season so that they have the same length regular season? Or do they just have a shorter season and play the championship as scheduled? Because can you imagine the nightmare of trying to get all these stadiums to, you know, reschedule and schedule well into November, December when you really can't be playing outdoor games in some of these locations? I could see a benefit of keep maintaining the number of matches, um, especially for the stadiums and the communities who are those workers want need to get paid. Um, but the logistic nightmare that you're describing, I think that that 
I think that for the last two months of the season, all of the matches would have to be in Houston and Orlando and maybe North Carolina. Yeah, you're sure. We, we wouldn't. We wouldn't be able to play in Salt Lake City. We wouldn't be able to play Red in Bull Arena New outdoors. Jersey. No, thank you. No, no, thank um, you. And so, I mean, if they're willing to, like, I'm happy to go back to Houston for a final. That was a blast. That would be interesting, where they have a central venue, all the teams come there, and they play out all the games locally there to like finish out the rest of the schedule if they have to go deep into winter. Dude, I would fucking, I would love going to Houston for a week and watching two playoff matches and a final. Houston would finally be soccer town. Soccer City, USA. Houston could could wear that crown. But no, seriously, like I think Houston's the most viable option. Orlando and um, North Carolina are troublesome for hurricanes around that time of year. Uh, North Carolina isn't necessarily warm. I think Houston's pretty mild. I mean, they get hurricanes too, but it's not as cumbersome. Maybe. Or or is this a chance for LA to fucking step up to the plate? Ooh. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Okay, okay, okay. Let me <sighs> let me just roll with this. Okay, Could you okay. imagine between LAFC and LA Galaxy stadiums that's just becoming NWSL like postseason? Oh, and it would be a, a showcase to like a test run for what kind of interest there is in the area in women's soccer. Hmm. And it would remove some of the concerns because I, I bet if everybody went down to Houston, everyone would be like, but home field advantage. But if they all went out to L.A., could be something. And StubHub already works with U.S. soccer mm-hmm. who could, you know, take this chance to do something right for women for a change. Well, we'll get it. We'll get into that in a minute. Jesus. Yeah. Um, but uh, I know LAFC. You know, this would be another good chance. They've been the ones to host women's national team games recently too. Just another opportunity to showcase. Mm-hmm. I mean, if the NWSL season could go through November, I could see December being playoffs and championship. The other thing at play here is whether uh, Tokyo Olympics will be a go or no go. Right. So if the Olympics are a go, maybe they can make it up by not having a break in that period where they're like, Hey, sorry guys, but you're going to have to play during these weeks. We scheduled like one or two extra games for everybody mm-hmm. in this period. So mm-hmm. that'll help cut a couple weeks off the end of the schedule. For sure. I totally agree. I think whether or not the Olympics happen NWSL should use that, that week that they were thinking would be like a bye week for everyone. Right. And instead, you know, if the Olympics do get pushed right now, it's not looking like they are because I think they've talked about, like, they've got commitments to broadcasters and sponsors. And I'm like, but what about your commitments to humanity that we all essentially make because we are humans who have to live in a social system together? Right now, we don't know enough, so I can't say, like, oh, the right thing to do is to cancel it or push it back, obviously. But, you know, hopefully they're making decisions based on human safety and not, like, you know, sponsor revenue. Well, and I fear this is going to be something where each Olympic committee is going to have to make a decision. Like, it's not going to just be up to Japan to say, oh, Tokyo Olympics, done. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be up to each federation to say, or Olympic committee, to say, no, we're not sending our athletes. 
Right. Because they did talk about, like, having the athletes come, but no crowds, no people. Mm-hmm. Uh, which could be a compromise. Once again, not a health professional. Don't know the validity of how safe that might be. Like, would the athlete's village be a cesspool? <laughs> you know? It already is. Yeah. I, and then where do you limit it? Do you say, okay, non-contact sports are okay? God, can you imagine, like, a soccer game? They're all <laughs> sweating on each other and colliding in challenges, and then, like, someone scores a goal, and they all have to... I don't know if it's true or not. Um, I should probably look this one up, but I did see a post yesterday about um, fans in in Russia are still going to soccer games, and that they chanted something like "We're all gonna die" because yeah. I think the stadiums a, haven't been closed. Yeah, I think I saw a video of that. I'm like, yeah, I guess technically it's true. Death is coming for us all, so we should just eat garbage and be free. But on the other hand, I think other people might object to that. So yeah. I don't know, dude. After this week, I have very little faith in U.S. soccer ever doing the right thing. Oh, God. Do you um, want to talk I about this for little, real? I, I have little faith in uh, the Olympics doing the right thing. Um, I think a lot of it is just capitalism at play, and capitalism ruins sports. So that's that's my Debbie Downer statement of the day. Capitalism is awful. You see all these NBA players who are pledging money out of their own pockets to keep Fuck. stadium staff afloat. I'm like, isn't the person who signs your checks supposed to do that? Like, isn't, I'm pretty sure don't there's... Don't they make, like, 50 times what you make? Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's... You're a millionaire, and then there's a B billionaire out there who is not a tenth of the person you are stepping up to help out these people who make yeah. it possible for them to earn their billions. Awful. Yep. Just awful. So let's talk about capitalism. <laughs> and how it forced Carlos Cordero to resign? <laughs> yeah. Let's fucking talk about Coca-Cola, who I am proudly drinking. I'm proudly drinking a Coca-Cola. Yeah. Actually, uh, we were supposed to start recording this about half an hour before we started. And the reason for the delay is after I returned my zip car, I needed to go and get some Coca-Cola for this exact moment. Need to get some Coke, some delicious Budweiser, uh, get a new Visa credit card. Uh, I might, I'm debating buying a Volkswagen. Oh, yeah. I kind of want to get the new Subaru Hybrid if I'm going to get a car, though, so sorry. Yeah, but that's not a sponsor yet. Not yet. Maybe NWSL could get Subaru on board. Oh my god, could you imagine They've... if Subaru sponsored NWSL? That's a great crossover market oh right there. Oh my god. <laughs> It's like Subaru and Tiva and REI all need to like fucking sponsor um, yourself. You remember on the L word when Dana got the Subaru sponsorship yeah. and the ad was get out and stay out and her parents yeah. were like, what does it mean, Dana? And she's like, I have something to tell you. Yeah, I absolutely do. You could use that for, um, you know, end of yourself, get out and stay out. And stay out. <laughs> oh my uh, God. Yeah, sponsors are were willing to go toe-to-toe with u.s soccer it's not like u.s soccer could have any power to say no to them they would just be like yes coca-cola daddy sir i will obviously do anything you want because we need that sweet sweet sponsorship money well what i find interesting about what coca-cola and everybody did is and at least what they put in print or they said out loud was 
that they are appalled and they disagree with the tone. I would love, 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 love to have been a fly on the wall for any of the for any of the conversations where they actually talked about repercussions. Mm, where they're like, we might actually stop being your sponsor if you keep yeah, doing this. Yeah, like we might we might pull out of X, Y, and Z instead of just kind of like telling everybody hey we're not with them but not actually yeah. doing anything yeah mm. like you know those conversations had to have had i want to know to what level was like the board of directors like hey carlos uh we know that we are just as complicit in this as you are because we're the board of directors but you as the you know central figurehead and leadership in u.s soccer are gonna have to take the fall for this or was he like sitting there with his head in his hands, like, oh, God, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to resign. Like, what was the level of discussion happening? I just want to oh, know I'm for, like, gossip reasons. Dude, I'm sure it was board of directors going, you fucked up. This is on you. Get the fuck out. I mean, and then they dumped it on the same day when all the dominoes were falling, where all the leagues one by one and, like, yep. the NCAA, all the conferences were announcing one after the other. Yeah, we're going to close and stuff like that. One last... I mean, they they were they were hoping. I think from Tuesday, or was it Tuesday? Maybe it was Monday. Whenever whenever the the paperwork hit the internet, this week has been a blur. The news has been nonstop. Let's so... let's do a timeline real fast. I mean, Carlos Cordero resigned as president of U.S. Soccer on March twelfth. We're recording right. on the fifteenth, so the twelfth but... is Thursday. But let's walk backwards because sure. when what what night did you get eight hours of sleep? Ergo, you missed all the all filings. The, all the filings. It was like Sunday or Monday. I want to say. I think it was Monday night. Yeah, I think Monday, it was night. Monday night. So uh, March tenth is when it kind of all came out that both sides respond responded to their summary judgment filings. And what day is that? March tenth was Tuesday. So Tuesday, like early in the morning. Well, technically, I think they dropped like a little after midnight, but I was asleep by then. Right, uh, right, right. I'm, I'm thinking that's my Monday night. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay. But by Tuesday morning start of business, I think it was out there. Because as usual, yep. Meg Linehan was on it and got like two hours of sleep. Sorry, Meg. Dude, that lady is on fire. She needs to go on vacation. Badly. Yeah. I mean, but think about the timing of this. Like, so February 21st is actually when the summary judgment papers came out in the public. So at that time, U.S. soccer had already made their argument about the women being slower and, you know, weaker or whatever. And that all included depositions that had happened earlier before that. Mm -hmm. So none of this is new. A lot of people, including myself, have pointed out, like, this has been going on for a while. So why yes. are you only speaking up now? Like, we've known since at least February 21st in the public. You guys ought to have known way before that. Unless you're not paying attention to what's going on in a lawsuit against your own federation. Who is you guys? Yeah. No, for you. Who is you guys? The board of directors. The board of directors. So what you're questioning is how involved were the board of directors in this lawsuit? Right. Why is Cindy Parlo Cohn tweeting only after... All the big dogs have made it safe for everybody else to speak up. And I don't want to assume that she had any institutional power. So maybe she felt like she couldn't say anything until now. 
You know, maybe she didn't have the backing of whatever political factions there are in U.S. soccer mm-hmm. amongst the board. Or maybe she did speak up and they were like, shut up, Cindy. So we yeah, just don't know. I mean, know. at the end of the day, most of the board are volunteers. Right. They're not, it's not a paid position. No. You know, or was she like, I'll just stay quiet. And when this inevitably fucks Carlos Cordero over, here I am acting president. And I can just take care of everything. Whether her motivation was, I want to be president, or her motivation was, I can only fix this when I'm president, so I have to stay silent until I can be president. We don't know. But now she is. So can she get the board in line? She's got all the sponsors still out there, so maybe she does have the political power she needs to be like, hey, we need to make this right with the women. Well, it depends on what she's going to do with the sponsors, though, right? Is she going to have a grand roundtable conversation with sponsors to say here's here's our standards here's our operating mechanisms moving forward or is she just looking at going oh shit now we gotta figure out how to make all of this financially operable and change culture because that to me is probably the biggest thing that has slapped people outside of the soccer world upside the head this week is like this is fucking cultural within u.s soccer this isn't carlos this isn't just past presidents like this is an entire fucking board of directors who are complacent with it the board of directors does lean heavily older white male absolutely but, I mean, you saw players kind of going after each other or former players kind of going after each other or feeling some sense of ownership in this. Heather O'Reilly was one to step up and say, hey, I am on the athlete council. And X, Y, like, and she was very apologetic in tone for, right. I don't want to say being complacent, but for uh, working with U.S. soccer as closely as she has Maybe been. Maybe she was apologizing kind of in a way for being naive for naively yeah. believing that Carlos would keep his promises. Cause she said outright, she regretted voting for him as a block as part of the athletes council. I know Leslie mm-hmm. Osborne was very publicly disgusted by what was going on, but you know, she's off doing her sweat CEO stuff, but it's another big name player who was like, I nope. mean, I hope solo has been all over this Oof. for months. Right. But here's the problem. I think Hope Solo kind of burned herself because now whenever she complains about U.S. soccer, it's not fair to her necessarily, but I think people are like a little bit of cry wolf element there, you know? Well, I mean, she ran for fucking president. Right. And she brought up a lot of these things while she was running. She was right. But I think people can't separate out her personal issues with the federation versus her legitimately bringing up big structural issues which once again it's not necessarily fair but i think that does that does mean sometimes the stuff that she says that's correct gets overlooked well i think it's twofold people can't separate out her personal issues with the federation people can't separate out her personally and the abrasion she had on people about either her behavior or the things she said like people are just holding on to that so when hope solo says something they're just writing her off right away and it's sometimes like guys hope solo is like on it right now like she's she's seen it from the inside so it's not like she's totally baseless with all this stuff yep Um, she's not just pouring fuel on the fire to like watch the world burn she's literally going how do we how do we do how do we fix this how do we improve this so that we actually can work towards equality it's going to take transparency and Uh that's not something that u.s soccer is ever going to give us 
I think part of it is also going to take solidarity. And I do appreciate that the men's union, the players union came right out and said, pay the women. But I think part of it is they're looking at the situation going, these women are fucking America's sweethearts. Like everybody loves this team and U.S. soccer is willing to do that to them. That level of disgusting, like legal foul play. Not that what they do is illegal, but you know what I'm saying? Like gross legal stuff. They were willing to do that to the women's national team. What are they going to do to us? And the men already have experience with being treated like dirt by U.S. soccer. So I would hope they take this as a cue to really be in solidarity. I really appreciated, I mean, he's retired, but I appreciated DeMarcus Beasley speaking out about this publicly. Um, It's going to take, you know, men's players too to speak up and, and make it an issue that sticks. It, it is. It's it's going to take everyone, and March 5th is going to be a really inter- – it's going to start a really interesting chapter in all of this. May, um, May 5th? I, I, May 5th. Yeah. Sorry, yes, May 5th. Um, I do think it's going to be interesting to see what the players – if the players end up coming together across, you know, men's and women's – the men's side and the women's side, um, or – I've heard some uh, speculation that the men's side is backing up the women because they want to use that as the platform for their own next negotiation to say, okay, so now if you've upped what the women are going to get paid, let's talk about what we should be getting paid. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And so it's like, all right, I get that they're into this because they want to see how the women fucking carry themselves. What's what's the the ask the women's team ask is like sixty million plus in damages if you in calculate damages. back pay under the rubric that their uh, economic expert proposed. I mean, last time we we recorded, we came up with the concepts for you know sponsors or you know negotiating what that that back pay really looks like in terms of um, future earnings and things like that, but. Man, after this week, like, U.S. soccer does not have a foot to stand on. Here's a path, though, that I think not a ton of people are considering. They're either saying Cindy Parlacone has to be all women's national team or all federation, but what if she could do the emotional labor with the women's national team? Like, I was one of you, I understand what you're doing. And then she goes, but I have to protect the best interests of the federation because that's my job now as its president. And allows them to proceed with the lawsuit and doesn't want to settle. But she's like, obviously, we're going to do this in an honorable way from now on. And we're only going to make, like, appropriate legal arguments that don't fall back on misogyny. And what if U.S. soccer then prevails based on... Because they did have legal arguments that weren't gross. Mm -hmm. Um, And U.S. soccer prevails on the basis of those. So the women are maybe not as happy as they could be. But they're like, we understand and, like you know, you were willing to treat fairly with us, you know, going forward. But at the same time, U.S. soccer has also prevailed on the lawsuit. Maybe that might be the best case scenario on U.S. soccer's end. For the women, probably they just want to win the lawsuit and get paid. Oh, for sure. I think for the women, they want to win. They want to get paid. They want to be able to, I don't want to say tout this, but they want to be able to look back on this and say, look at, look at what the sacrifice did. I'm feeling a rant coming on, but I, like, need more Uh, beverage. Okay. Here's a fun topic. You are isolated in your home. Uh Uh-huh. What what do you have in your bar? What do I have in my bar? 
Yeah, like ideally. Ideally, I have money. Money is no object. Money is no object. So I have um, a big ass bottle of Johnny Walker Blue. Uh, I have uh, this Glen Morangi whiskey that I write really like. Uh, I have a huge stockpile of flavored soju. <laughs> maybe some makgeolli as well, which is like this Korean fermented, fermented maybe? This Korean like rice drink that's alcoholic, but less so than soju. It tastes really good to me. And then some like really expensive tequila. So I think I want go with, I need plenty of mixers. Um, so I would have ginger beer, ginger ale, soda uh soda water um uh, maybe i just need a soda stream i guess um cola and then i would also have um cognac uh i would of course have jack daniels but my new uh sipping bourbon i really like bullet oh. um they have like this 10 year old one that i'm really enjoying right now um i would want gin and then I just need all the limes. Um, Lots of limes, Because I would yeah. also have vodka for my Moscow mules. Uh, my sipping bourbon right now is Four Roses. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, oh, a a good mutual friend of ours sent it to me as a gift a while ago. Might is that Lindy? Might start with a P and rhyme with Schmickle. Oh! And I've her. slowly been drinking this in like half fingers <laughs> over a series of months. Such a bad gay. <laughs> touching my face right now <laughs> oh, half fingers okay can't even do a full finger so you said you had a rant coming on about the lawsuit so it's not a bad rant but like i just want to commend the u.s women's national team for fucking solidarity this thing would could be a hot mess. It could be a hot mess if they had one loose cannon who was going off saying, like, I don't agree. I think U.S. soccer has done a decent job. I think that the lawsuit is overrated or being blown out of proportion or something like that. Like, I am absolutely in love with how together the U.S. women's national team is. And... I'm sure it has to do a lot with the players union. Um, but just man, like the solidarity and even just reading through some of the depositions and, um, you can tell that the players have been coached. Like the players know what us soccer's lawyers are trying to get at and they're all staying united. And just that showing, what was it on? Was it on Tuesday or Wednesday night? Um, the U.S. Women's National Team match where they wore the kits, uh, the warm-ups inside out. They are so good at symbolism and group statements. So good. Like, if they were a PR firm, they would be top of the game. I would, like, do they have a PR firm working for it? Like, what? Maybe they Who? should pivot so, to PR. I mean, so here's, like, what are players' careers? Like, that's the thing, is this is a group of, like, 25 educated smart women who are all understand what they're trying to work towards and nobody's i don't think anybody is in it because they see a big fat paycheck coming in like two months they're in it for like the actual like 
I'm gonna fuck up this word, altruistic yeah. reasons. And they're fucking motivated. And, like, there are players who have communications degrees, and there are players who have PR degrees, and there are, like, our players, it's just this melding of awesomeness that I'm just like, how the fuck are they pulling this off? Because it's perfect. What really struck me, so I was interviewing players after USA Spain, and that was the night after um, Cordero had issued that open letter, and the timing of it looked really petty because the players had just come out of pregame media day, and they waited until that was all over, and then they sent out an open letter that night um, where everybody could just stew on it, and there was no time to ask the players anything. And then, of course, they all got asked about it in the mix zone afterwards, and they were all on point. And Kristen Press was, she was the most on point with like, you know, we haven't really let it affect us. We're professionals. No matter what, we are all together as a team. We are all united always, like in everything. And I was like, oh, okay, that's how it is. (laughs) They are on message. And they, yeah, the depositions definitely had that aura of, hey, we know what the fuck you're trying to do. Yeah, we see it. We see what you're trying to, like the corner you're trying to back us into. We see it. And like. God damn, you know, like I've grown up with the women's national team and the 99ers have always been on this pedestal and it's this false pedestal of like, never meet your heroes because nobody can live up to like what that reality is. But, oh my God, like this, this team is competing with the 99ers and like my affection. They're certainly going to leave their footprint on history in a similar way. It's ridiculous. Like, how... I don't... I don't understand how they're this good. They're... Well, like, they're how the they're this good at soccer and this good at the game. They're kind of living out that thing where it's like you have to plant seeds that'll bear fruit that you'll never see. Yeah, they're, so, they're planting the saplings that they're like, all right, kids, this is like, I'll be dead and gone, but you will be eating the fruit from this tree. They might get back pay, true, but I think the real benefit that they're going to establish here is, first of all, a stronger bargaining position with U.S. soccer. Um, and second of all, they're going to establish a precedent that if you're united as a team, you can always go toe-to-toe with the Federation. So you can always fight for more. And here's an idea. So their CBA, I think, doesn't allow for them to strike normally, but they could do a wildcat strike if they really wanted to. Not that they have any opportunities to strike because international matches and camps are all canceled for the first, you know, until, I want to say through April. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if they had to strike, I I think they could... It wouldn't just be them, because if they were like, we're not going to go to the Olympics, and U.S. soccer tried to put together a scab team, it would be like uh, when USA Women's Hockey decided to strike, and they did that incredible uh, phone tree. It was like Megan Duggan, I think, and some of the other leaders of the team, where they called hundreds and hundreds of like D1 players and league players being like, hey, we understand you might see this as your one shot to play for the United States because you know you're never going to be a national team player, but please don't cross the picket line. We have to all be in solidarity on this or else all the girls that come after us are going to lose out on the future. So I could see U.S. soccer trying to create a team of scabs in the event of a wildcat strike, but I could also see 
this incredibly organized and united women's soccer team reaching out through them and like NWSL leaders saying, look, we understand that because you know you never have a regular shot at being a national team member, you might see this as your one chance to play in a, in a United States uniform internationally, but there is something much bigger at stake than your personal goals. Much, much bigger. And I could see them doing that, reaching out to, you know, not just NWSL, but like second tier players uh, and really talented D1 players as well. What is a wildcat strike? Also, this Jack Daniels is hitting me. Yeah. Just letting you know. A wildcat, you don't have the unions or your players associations, whatever, authorization, basically. So, like, if you have a a labor contract that says, Mm -hmm. like, you can't strike, basically, if you go on strike anyway, that's like a wildcat. Okay. So they, so... It means, like, your union hasn't approved a strike by workers. It's just the workers getting together and being like, man, this fucking sucks. We got a strike. There's probably more to it in terms of, like, what technically qualifies under the NLRB. Yeah. That's kind of my layperson. It's, it's interesting sense. because the players' union is the union. It's not like women's national team players belong to a larger union. Yeah. If you want to look at a wildcat strike in recent history, it would be uh, Vir- Virginia teachers. It was a couple years ago. No, not Virginia. West Virginia teachers went on a wildcat strike a couple years ago. I would love to learn how to become a garbage person because I fear that they're going to not help. And I think that's a way I could help out. Right. I was actually, uh, my girlfriend's parents live in New York. um, And, you know, we were on a call to them today. And they were like, the streets are absolutely littered with used masks and sanitation wipes. And I'm like, all right. Can people just, like, it's already rough out there. We all have to not be as gross as possible if we're going to get through this. Can you at least not throw garbage into the little street? I know it's New York, and people love throwing garbage into the street there, but for once, can you not? Like, I have a feeling I'll want a second job by the end of this, where I can, like, work a couple days a week. I don't know. It's probably a union, and I won't be able to do it, but I just, I fear that it's, like, garbage and like like well, people who do utilities like major utilities in cities yeah, are going to be our downfall the the necessary workers who keep our infrastructure humming along yeah yeah think about like it's, it, it's not, not people here. who manage the stock market it's not people who fucking like pay credit card bills and all that shit it's people who make sure the power turns on and that the water is clean and that garbage gets picked up I mean, fuck yeah. Because I was just thinking earlier today, like, we'll be fine as long as we're able to cook food. Right. And you can't cook food without clean water. And not everybody has, like, we'll be fine because um, I'm dating a real crunchy ass (laughs) hiker style girl. And she has those little iodine tablets and also the water drop system. And I have a life straw and some other tablets to clean water. So... Between her hiking lifestyle and my prepper paranoia, we are covered. Not everybody has access to that. Uh -uh. We desperately need our infrastructure to remain intact while everybody else is getting sick. And we just have to realize everybody else is going to get sick. Right. Once again, not trying to panic people, just trying to encourage us all to like support each other and get through this together. At the end of the day, 
how? <laughs> Ooh, watch. Look at. I'm gonna bring it all together. Watch this. Okay. How do we come together as a team and manage our way through the social isolation, through the quarantine, through this pandemic, in a way similar to how the U.S. Women's National Team are handling their lawsuit against U.S. Soccer? Oh my God! Wow. How do we do it? By realizing that what we're doing is not necessarily all about us. We're preparing the way for everybody who comes after us or for everybody who can't take on this fight. There you go! Oh my god! It worked so well! You set them up and I knock them down. It is the perfect analogy. So let's Come go- together like the U.S. Women's National Team. Let's end on something fun. What are Who are three players you would want to be stuck in isolation with for the next two or three weeks? Define stuck in isolation because I don't want to get any of them sick. No, no, no. Let's, let's assume you can't get each other sick. You're just trying to all stay together so that, you know, we slow the spread down. So, you know, you're stuck in an apartment. You're not really supposed to go out for the next two to three weeks. What three players... Would you want to have stuck in there with you? Fuck, I don't want any of the singer-musician ones. <laughs> like, I don't want any of the ones that are like, oh, I'm just going to like jam on my guitar for days and days. Like, fuck, no. Do not want that bullshit. Or like people who like play covers on the piano. Oh, boy. <sighs> that really limits my options. See, I feel like players are actually really going to be good at this isolation bullshit because that's what they do when they're in tournaments. <laughs> right. When they're all you know stuck in I the mean? hotel. Like they, they're away from their families. They just meet with coaches and their own teammates. They're stuck in hotels for forever. Like, they're professionals at fucking isolation. It's true. We've already got some really tremendous isolation content, like Diana Matheson. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my god. Uh, so I would say Kelly O'Hara. Okay. Uh, I think Sammy Mewis. Oh. Um, I'm just gonna go Lindsay Horan because I think the two of them picking on Lindsay would just be amazing. Wow. Okay. I'm gonna say Alyssa Nair because as we've seen <laughs> she... I'm sorry, because? Because she keeps other people around her alive. <laughs> we've done like survivalist thing before i think right. you picked her but to in win. terms of entertainment also maybe rose lavelle i think she'd be fun to hang out with and like binge watch stuff with and then crystal dunn maybe another fun uh, person to hang out with and she likes cats like... we'd get along she would what she likes cats we'd get along no she does she does she's actually here in portland i mean maybe not like right now i don't know maybe she is right now I think the players are going to handle social isolation really well. They're already really good at FaceTime. They're already really good at fucking entertaining themselves when they're bored. That's what I think the rest of us aren't very good at, is fucking entertaining ourselves all by ourselves. Like, I'm we go great out to bars. I am Dude. great at staying in and entertaining myself. There, I, I've already done the whole, I haven't left my apartment in four days thing. Two weeks, dream. Love it. No. My time has come. No. No. That's just, that, like, I'm staring at my bookshelf going, I don't want to reread any of these. Why did I buy them? 
I'm gonna like fucking reread all my books. I'm gonna binge watch all the TV. I'm gonna get months ahead on work. You should I... watch the uh, new season of Ugly Delicious. I did. I already oh, did. All right. It was so much better than the first season. I was did thought, you watch it? Yeah, I thought the most hilarious part was when David Chang was trying to instruct his little niece on how to cook, <laughs> even though they were playing pretend kitchen, and she got so frustrated with this micromanaging, she literally tossed the table over and ran off screaming. <laughs> and then his sister to be like, David, you, they're children. You can't manage them like you manage cooks in your restaurant. He's like, I'm willing to play pretend with you as long as you don't make fucking cupcakes and you make an actual cake. Yeah. Like you're, you're like we're making cake cakes. We're not making cupcakes. Just let her pour the invisible batter into the invisible cake tin. Like it's okay. Just play along. Like that's what kids do. Just play along with them. Let them drive. Which women soccer um, player do you think would micromanage children in the same way? Like just could not appreciate that they're dealing with children. Heather O'Reilly. <laughs> Heather O'Reilly is absolutely gonna micromanage her child. <laughs> I mean, there's that picture of her fucking wrecking those kids playing futsal. Yeah, like, she's absolutely going to annihilate, like, her child is going to be terrified of, like, balls. It's like, hey, you're never going to learn if you don't know how to deal with losing. Oh, God. Oh, God. All the UNC players. That's all the UNC players. It's all of them. Like, they all have that fucking mentality, man. I don't know. I don't know. It's a. Uh, I I really enjoyed Ugly Delicious only because um, I felt like David Chang allowed himself to be. This entire season was he was way more humble mm. than he was in the first season. Like I got really frustrated in the first season of him just bringing everything back to like, well, Asians created that, or whoa, this is a derivative of Asian whatever. Asians did time, create all of it. <laughs> And this season, he's like, oh, I don't know anything about Indian food. Like, I don't know anything about curry. And he, like, you just saw him learning. And I found that so refreshing. Like, fuck, yeah. Somebody who thinks he knows everything is now learning about something he knew nothing about. My favorite part was the when they interviewed his wife. And she's totally calm. She's like, yeah, he's been crying a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is I, um, endearing, but also it's like, you know, she's the one who's going to actually make a human and deliver it. So maybe well, we could all... Well, so I, I follow him on Instagram, too. So, like, the whole time I, I was watching, like, Gracie wanted. And so he would, like, cook things because his wife was craving something. And now Hugo, Hugo wants or Hugo is trying or mm -hmm. whatever, whatever his kid... Like, I don't know, man. It's all, it's all just so good. I love... I love that wholesome shit. Yeah, it's really wholesome to see people care and love people and, and cherish them, which is what we all got to do now. Now is the perfect are, time to show people you love that you care about them. Absolutely. What are you looking forward to cooking over the next couple weeks? So tonight, uh, probably going to roast a chicken. Ooh. Um, also picked up How a bunch are you of... How do it? Just in the oven, where you traditionally know, roast things. Do, like, spicot are you gonna do the spatcock thing? spatchcocking yeah no because we didn't get a whole chicken we got a chicken back which is oh, something okay. that not a ton of people are familiar with so it's not a lot of meat on it but it could be good roasted and then we'll take the carcass and make stock out of it yeah 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 yeah. got a lot of in-season vegetables um so we've got a lot of sweet potatoes we got some pea shoots we got kale 
We have some uh, radishes, carrots. Can't have the carrots because I'm allergic, but we got them. You're, oh, I had no idea. I think, I, I don't know if it's a full-blown allergy. I'm just sensitive because mm-hmm. as everyone in the Boston Armada found out one time, someone brought a delicious carrot cake. I forgot about my little sensitivity, ate a big old slice, and about 45 minutes later, got rid of the slice. <laughs> that was colorful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Oh, I don't want to. What I put down in the porta potty? Yeah, I don't want to. Okay, great. But that 45 minutes was not pleasant. I'm going to make a uh, apple squash soup that I really enjoy. Um, You roast the squash, you roast the apples, uh, you put it all with uh, onions and some carrots and some um, uh, turnip? Turnip could be good. Parsnip? Parsnip. Parsnip. Um, and in the pot, and then you use the immersion blender and blend it all down, and I'm going to freeze half of it, and then I'm going to just, over the next week or so, just have some happy little cups of soup. Oh. And uh, I'm going to do my best not to order in. Um, I'm really, really, really bad at ordering ordering in uh, delivery, and so I, I tried my hardest to buy food that is appetizing, and then I'm looking forward to eating. Not just like healthy stuff that I'm like, oh, Gabby and Dole gotta eat this. Right. I also uh, upped my vitamins. The other thing I think we're gonna try is maybe baking some stuff we saw on Great British Bake Off. Ooh, Both. you guys should uh, you should uh, uh, Facetime me when you're baking. Sure, we'll definitely do that. We gotta maintain not our. Do that at all. Gotta maintain our our emotional connections. Right now, mental health is just as important as physical health. We should really do a watch party thingy. Yeah. So everyone out there, you know, lean on your social connections. Not literally, though, because we're not supposed Don't to be. Them. We're supposed to be Don't socially distancing. But, you know, now might be a good time to check in on some of those friendships that you've been meeting to strengthen. And so. also don't feel shame if you need somebody. Reach out. And don't feel shame if you just need to disconnect and maybe listen to a backlog of 100 Too Drunk Fans podcasts. Hey, you know what? Please tell us our most commonly used phrase. Oh, I don't know if I want to be read that way. <laughs> I don't mind it. It don't... gives somebody it gives somebody homework. Maybe somebody just discovered us, Joe. Oh, make a word cloud out of our episodes. Also, if somebody wants to help us figure out how to get on iTunes. Sure. Why not? Now's the time, right? Yeah. We're all needing like little side projects if somebody wants to you know figure out that algorithm and why itunes hates us right okay this has been another episode of two drunk fans wash your hands